0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name's Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. We all go through burnout at times and we question our reality, our career choices, what we're doing, and we can get into a rut, but how many of us actually do something about it? I was lucky enough to speak to Jesse Catchers and he went through that exact same thing. But he decided to take action, to change where he lived, to move to New York, and to turn his anxiety into helping people from all over the world. He makes TikToks and social media videos that shine light on mental health and as a videographer he's been able to use his skills in a really creative way to help people all over the world he makes cinematic self-explorative videos to promote a dialogue for mental health and human behavior he's the owner and operator of space milk where they direct dp write edit and produce video and photo content primarily for brands and performing artists providing a range of video types including behind the scenes content social media videos music videos short films and more I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. We had so much in common. He's a really unique person. He's making a huge difference. He's carving out his own niche. Highly recommend you listen to the end. We had a few uh, issues with it cutting out, but we're able to fix that in, uh, in the edit. So I hope you enjoy, and thanks again for supporting Move Your Mind. Just a reminder that the Move Your Mind book is now available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And you can join the Move Your Mind community by going to moveyourmind.me and get access to behind-the-scenes footage, over 50 hours of learning courses, community features, private groups, and much, much more. Highly recommend you join. And finally, for the 10-year anniversary, we have relaunched Underbrax and are donating a dollar from every pair sold to One in Five, a mental health charity. And you can find that at underbrax.com. Jesse, thank you so much, mate, for coming on Move Your Mind, uh, all the way from New York. So if I was in New York, we could be sitting, you know, sweating away, um, having the conversation, but it's early morning in Australia. Um, more importantly than that, I, we were talking before, I feel super privileged to have you doing your first ever podcast interview on here. So, you know, thank you, <laughs> mate. <laughs> of course. Thank you for having me. I feel privileged myself. No, it's great to have you. And you know, I've, I, I guess, like, it's, it's so. This is the best thing about Instagram and the internet and and everything. You know, I've seen so many. I've seen your, you know, what you do on on TikTok and social media and the skits you create and sort of connected with you through there. And it, I, that's what I love about. I guess that. I mean, there's so many bad parts about social media, but I love the fact that you can sort of you know, have people pop up on your feed and, you know, a week later you can be having a conversation and, you know, hopefully catching up in person in New York as well when I'm back there. So it's funny how the world works.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. I I feel like more and more of my friends nowadays are coming from social media and just random people that I connect with or that reach out to me. and, uh, And it's great because, like, in... The modern day world so many people are kind of isolating and and staying apart away from each other and uh and social media is kind of bringing us all together
0: it's nice exactly it it really is i mean i guess especially with the pandemic and you know where the world's been um it it, people have become so much more isolated we work so many more people work from home now so it is an important thing and it i I think it sort of allows you to be able to connect with you know like-minded people as well because you often don't have, you know, that ability to to meet those people in in day to day life and in the communities that we're in. So it's it is pretty cool. It's a it's a good way. And and you know, as we'll discuss, you know, like with what you're doing, getting a, a positive message out there and being able to use it as a as a tool to influence other people and educate them in in a range of different ways, like what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely I appreciate that. There's definitely uh, both sides to social media and uh and i find myself um kind of viewing either side of the line where i'm just spending way too time way too much time consuming content that really doesn't edify me doesn't bring me any benefit it's just kind of going down that that entertainment path uh or making me feel bad about myself (laughs) because i'm like looking at things i don't have uh but then there are a lot of people that are doing a lot of good on there and and I'm thrilled that you think I'm one of them. So
0: I appreciate that. No, absolutely, mate. Love, love what you're doing. But it, it's such an interesting thing what you're saying there and I, I find that so difficult where I, you know, I need to use social media for so much of the work that I'm doing but I then find myself just going on tangents, you know, looking through different people's profiles scrolling and it's become almost you know a bit of an addiction for me and i'm aware of it at least and i'm trying my best but it's it's so hard because you're using it all the time then you look at what other people are doing and and i also find you know for me working in the mental health space I I was doing a talk yesterday at a company actually and I I I'm, I'm just honest when I go in there I'm like you know I'm working in mental health but I, I guys I I think I need to sit in on, on this bloody thing because I'm exhausted I'm like I, my mental health is declining from trying to help people in mental health and hopefully it's still helping but I think I need to you know reevaluate what I'm doing because it's you know I'm overwhelmed
1: <laughs> right right yeah I I totally yeah, it's get such it such a crazy thing yeah yeah that's I mean before we hopped on, we were kind of talking a bit about, uh, even the cadence of posting and like writing skits, keeping up with, with posting content. Um, and, uh, and just that balance between, between kind of keeping your own sanity and posting enough that the algorithms are, are getting your content out there that, that people are, uh, seeing your content at a frequent pace enough to to recognize your face and keep up and and you're growing uh, you post enough to actually grow um, and it's such a fine line I feel like to to like post enough and be on social media enough responding to people and, and kind of talking about people talking to people about what they're dealing with and then also kind of taking that minute to 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 give yourself the self care to, to, to allow yourself the break and to take a step back from social media. And, um, and it's something I struggle with a lot. (laughs) I've, I've been on, I've been on more on social media this year, uh, just trying to kind of build and and post more and more skits than I ever have before. And, uh, and sometimes I just want to take my phone and throw it outside and never look at it again. because my yeah. eyes hurt and I, my brain is tired. <laughs> uh and then other times I'm just like wow the the love on here the support the community it's overwhelming and like I want to dive more into it. I want to spend more time with these people and talk to more uh more of the viewers and followers that I've that have supported me and that have uh come to find my content. So it's it's definitely a yeah. uh, a balancing act for sure.
0: One hundred percent, and it it really does become almost a full time job if you're wanting to if you're a content creator and you you're doing you know stuff like that on social media. It it really is. It's it. There's so much that goes into, and probably a lot more than you know what people would think. Even even doing this podcast, like I initially before I did it, I thought, oh no, it can't be too hard. You know, doing releasing an interview a week, um, can't be that much time. But then the mechanics that go into the whole thing, it's not simple. You know, it's it's so many things, and um, but. It, but it is a cool thing, you know, that we, I guess, live in a time where we have this ability now to, you know, be we we you know we couldn't have done this even ten years ago, really on on this level, especially twenty years ago. But now, you know, living in this day and age where we can, we don't have to have permission from um, other people to to go and put our work out into the world. You can sort of take it into your own hands, be your own content creator, get your own message out there, and. And, and just do it. And so I think it's yeah. a really amazing thing, but I think it just takes so much self-discipline and, um, self-management to make sure that you're sort of able to do it sustainably because it, it's, it can be isolating and it can, t- it takes a lot of motivation and, you know, daily work. Yeah. to do it.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, I agree with everything you just said and I, it is, it's, I mean, I wake up, and like, I, I've been trying to practice more and more gratitude. And uh, and one of the things mm-hmm. I keep coming back to about what I'm grateful for is the idea that we have everything that we have at our fingertips. Like I can post a video and reach thousands of people just with like, I mean, the the time that goes into it is a lot more than this, but I can post it in a second. And then it reaches so many people. And it's like, you have the ability to, to connect, to impact, to inspire, um, whatever it is. So many people right from the comfort of your home. And and I'm so grateful for that because like, I've tried working in office jobs. I've tried, uh, working for other people and it's just not for me. And the ability to like find something you love and be able to do it all from your home and, and have all the access of everything we have at our fingertips is, is amazing to me. And it really is. It's like we're all creating our own TV shows or movies or whatever it is. Like you don't need to go to a network. You can, you know, post things that you're interested in and, and chances are somebody else is going to be interested in that same thing and, and connect with that. And, uh, and if you do it consistent enough, I think, that's when magic things start to happen is like you, you keep staying consistent with it and, and, uh, and then you find that community that, that connects with it as well. So I'm, I'm really grateful for the access a hundred percent.
0: I think, no, I couldn't agree more, you know, with what you're saying. And I think it sounds to me, you know, like you're very much a creative person and, you know, similar, to me, it's sort of, I, I, I think the most I lasted in an office job was two and a half days. I just couldn't do it, you know, couldn't <laughs> need, need, need the freedom and autonomy to be able to create. But it is um, a refreshing thing being able to do it yourself. And I guess for me, coming from an acting background, it, I've, I just found it so anxiety inducing and for my own mental health. And I know for other people in that industry, just so incredibly difficult because you have no control over it. And you're just waiting for permission all the time where it is just so refreshing where you can, you know, just now you can just be like, well, I'm going to take matters into my own hands and just create my own stuff and find a way to do it. And there's lots of different ways to be creative in doing that. You don't have to follow that set path of, you know, those traditional sort of ways that it it happens. It's it's a different world now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah my I it's funny i don't know if your audience will have seen my skits before this or or whatnot but uh but it's funny because i i've had a lot of people comment on my videos <clears throat> and they're like there's no way this guy has anxiety like he wouldn't be acting like this he wouldn't be making these skits if he had anxiety and it's funny because like you saying that you act uh in front of a crew like not before before you got into this whole profession you were an actor and and you were on sets, and you uh, you had a crew with you, and that the idea of that, like I can act in a skit that I film myself, but the idea of acting in front of other people on a set terrifies me. I would probably choke up. I would probably have to run and hide in my dressing room or wh- wherever it is because uh, the anxiety pro- the the anxiety provoking thoughts of that just terrifies me right now, just thinking about it. So (laughs) it's interesting to hear your perspective and, and like, and I guess kind of the difference for you between, uh, between like being on a set and that, that whole lifestyle of, of that, uh, anxious situation and now coming to do what you do. Cause you're making skits now too on, on your, uh, on your TikTok or on your, uh, Instagram and, and, uh, you're acting in them. So it's like, I'm curious to hear your perspective <laughs> on acting in front of a set and a crew versus doing it all from home and, and kind of being your own uh your own director, your own producer and and all that. How's how's that for you the difference?
0: Yeah, for sure mate. And and we will for, for everyone listening, I'm going to uh, in a second ask you for a bit bit of just to give us a bit of a background on yourself and we'll definitely go into, I want to go into talking about the skits you're doing and, and all that sort of thing. Cause it's, it's super interesting. But um, for me, I, I guess, yeah, I found it sort of really refreshing and fun to do. Um, I mean, I am trying, I'm in the process of trying to produce my own show at the moment um, that who knows what direction that will go in. Um, but I found it just when I, I got really inspired, actually, and you were one of those people. I was looking at a range. I mean, there's a, quite a few of them, um, but I found um, there's a guy, Connor. Um, you would know him, Connor, Connor um, DeWolf, does, I think. Yes, Connor DeWolf. Yeah, yep. yeah. So he does he's stuff great. on. He's
1: hey, an inspiration to me for sure.
0: He, I, I, they're so well done. I was looking through his, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this guy's, and he's he's young. He's like 20 or something, or 21. Yeah. You know, super talented um intelligent guy and and same with yours i was looking through i was like these are cool and the the production quality on these is freaking good and (laughs) such a good message well performed i was like this is so cool and it just got me really excited because i was looking through it um and and i thought why am i not doing this stuff myself and i think i've always had in my own mind a roadblock of always jumping to the sort of um you know, the big picture thing. And I'd be looking in the acting, for example, of thinking, oh, why, you know, go and make my own sort of small things and, you know, put my own content out there. Why not just, I, you know, I should be waiting to just try and get this big job and it take off that way. But mm-hmm. I think it wasn't making me happy and it did cause a lot of anxiety. I mean, the, the, the being on set part, I guess, uh, once I got used to that, I kind of like the thrill of it. But hmm. what caused me the most anxiety was just the lack of control, and you know, feeling like you're really uh, just a piece of your piece of meat. You know, really just being you, yeah. You're not you're yeah. not getting, you know, you, you're going for a hundred auditions. You're not hearing anything back, and and every actor go through it. It's just so difficult. So I got so excited because I was like, this is so cool, and you know, I can now um, go and if I start doing this not only create my own own content and, you know, do some little acting things, but also do it to get the same message that I'm getting out there in mental health and have been doing with my company. So for me, it's like doing something, which I don't know, it feels like it might be a similar thing for you where being able to get this message out there through doing something I love doing and creating, it's almost just combines everything into one nice, neat little package where you can just, you know, yeah, that's what I found.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. I I absolutely agree. It's, I mean, it's amazing when those intersections of life kind of come together and you're like, why haven't I been doing this the entire time? Like what, what's been holding me back? And typically it's, it's yourself, I would say. (laughs) I know for me, it always is. So, um, it's, it's really cool. I, I think it's great what you're doing. And I think it's really cool, uh, again, going back to the positive uses of social media and, and, uh, and kind of how it all works together there so yeah I agree
0: 100 percent. it's so interesting how the mind works how it does that because it sort of can it you, it talks you out of doing things that you you know you might know would be good for you or that you sort of want to do and it will come up with reasons why you shouldn't do it be, based on trying to you know pretending that it's going to help you get to where you want to go but the reality is you have just got to be doing things and it, it's all these fears and uh, and and not wanting to probably confront just, you know, doing the work and doing the small steps at a time um, and facing reality. So it's, yeah, it's a tricky, it's a constant navigation.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of similar to like when an anxiety trigger ap- appears in your life, you know, it's like, if I think back to like elementary school, I was, I don't think I was afraid to give like speeches in front of classes, really. I mean, I mean, I knew everybody. I was in kindergarten with all my classmates and then we grew up together. And so you get comfortable, you get to know people. And then um, around high school, I really started having a, like social anxiety really started to hit me. I really started to have a a fear of public speaking and, and whatnot. And it's interesting because it's like, once you have like one bad moment, then it's like a landmark trigger and every time you mm-hmm. go back to that feeling like everything in your body excites again and and you start to get panicky and and you know have anxiety attacks or panic attacks and and then you don't want that feeling so you try to avoid it more and more and uh and it's just interesting again it's like you can either run from putting in the work and like steer clear of that panic trigger and and never go near it again or like you were saying, put in a little bit of work, like give a speech here, hop on a podcast here, uh, and things like that, yeah. that, that actually work towards it. And, uh, and it's funny because the things that hurt the most usually are the most, uh, growth in, inducing. So, um, yeah, that I, I think it's exactly right. What you're saying is like putting in the work is, is, uh, it's challenging and it's scary, but it's, uh. It's very similar to anxiety in a lot of ways and, and overcoming anxiety in that way.
0: 100%. I resonate so much with what you're saying there. And I think we're talking before we got on as well about, you know, how the fear of the actual doing of something is often more terrifying than the actual act <laughs> itself. And and, right. and for me, you know, I don't know if this is similar for you, but I've um, always my biggest issue when it comes to my mental health has been anxiety. And I've since I was so young, I've just had an incredibly active mind and I can't stop thinking about everything, good, bad and indifferent. My mind is going a million miles an hour and it will come up with these crazy scenarios and about how you know dramatic <laughs> all these different things are going to be. And, and even hearing you then talk about the public speaking part, that was for me, and I've talked about this quite a lot on my podcast and in the work I do, but that was really the turning point for me with sort of starting to really back myself and go on this journey because I was so terrified I was sort of um had such fear of it that I couldn't you know when I was sort of in my early 20s I couldn't look people in the eye and have a conversation and I was in a university course and my biggest fear in the whole world was um public speaking and we had to do about 15 talks in front of like five people in every talk so it was a Small small group, you know, but it was I was so terrified that I was trying to pull out of the course and I would literally be vomiting um, before I'd do the talks and I'd stand there with it written on a sheet of paper and I'd be, like, looking at the floor, mumbling, just terrified. Uh, But by doing that, I, like, actually got comfortable doing it and it sort of taught, like, it's something I think about with everything I do now where I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to listen to what my mind's telling me It's almost like immersion therapy, you know, if you go and just do something, I I found that for me is the best way to tackle anxiety, which is not pleasant because like you were saying, it's often our gut knows, you know, the things that are confronting or that are difficult are probably what's going to be best for us and doing it helps so much, but it's just getting (laughs) yourself out of your head and to just go and do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. That's so funny and I'm laughing as you say that (laughs) because... I, re- I relate a hundred percent. It's, it's, uh, it's so crazy. I I remember taking multiple classes where I almost dropped out because I, uh, I didn't want to have to do the presentations. I would go there on day one, they'd go through the syllabus and be like, okay, we got to do this group presentation, this one, this one. And I'm, I was looking immediately for another class that I could get the same credits. Cause I was like, I don't want to do it. Um, I've gotten docked letter grades <laughs> for like not That's- reading. Yeah, like I, I've I've taken like English classes where we were supposed to read our essay, and I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. And they're like, Are you sure you're gonna get down? Like, docked a whole grade. And I'm like, Yeah, I'll I'll take the C instead of the B. It's fine. <laughs> so, like, I totally <laughs> yeah. get it. Um, and it's funny. I uh, um, it's funny because I've been thinking about this more. How, like, realistically, anxiety is like our body's attempt at a solution and it's like not it's not the harm it's like the in- attempt at a solution and it's so funny how like our bodies and minds seem to be working against each other and like the the response to like sweat or your heartbeat it's like it feels like it's attacking you but really it's like this is what we need to do to feel safe and i've been thinking about that more and more and it's just kind of our bodies are so wild and i'm so interested in them and and uh that kind of a lot of that like drives my my uh my passion to like research new topics and and come up with new video ideas because i'm i'm like ever fascinated with with the mind and the body and how it works and uh and i'm like on a pursuit to learn more and more but i'm definitely not a, a an expert in the field that's for sure
0: well, we, but we need more people like you. And it's similar to what I've been doing in this area where I'm not, I'm not an expert and I don't, I don't actually want to be, you know, I'm mm-hmm. very vocal about the fact that I'm trying to be an advocate and get messages out there rather than go and become a psychologist or, you know, cause I think there's so many fantastic professionals as well, which we need. But we also mm-hmm. need people that can distill these messages and make them relatable and get that out to you know mass amounts of people that makes a huge difference but you know what and what you're saying there I think it is it's like this bizarre thing where anxiety and you know all these fears they're not it, it's sort of I guess like our brain is biologically built to um, to look for threats and you know it used to I guess in in caveman times we would have been killed if we um, <laughs> yeah. if if we didn't look for the negatives but now the right. mind is still doing that so if we don't catch ourselves doing it, we can go on these tangents and it's, it's just crazy. And, and like I, I'm, I'm good at certain things, but then I'll get caught up, you know, even like say packing a suitcase where I think sort of like what you're talking about there, where things that we need to do that are actually going to be good for us to, you know, make our life better. Um, I will get extreme anxiety about just packing a suitcase to the point where I'm feeling sick. I'll put it off. Then I start packing it. I'm in a cold sweat. I'm thinking, okay, but what if I bring too much? Okay, now, now I've got too much. What if, and then I take it out. What if I don't bring enough? What if I need this perfume? What if I need this jacket? It's just crazy. It's like, what the hell is my mind doing? And then you're getting a physical reaction from it. It's just what the hell?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really funny how like, it's just a chain it's a chain reaction but it's like cyclical where it's like our body informs our mind and then our mind informs our body and it's just like they keep raising the the stakes and you just keep like sweating more panicking more whatever it is and and it's so funny because like you you were saying it in back in you know the pre prehistoric days caveman days like yeah it it was a big help for us and we are probably here today because we have these sensations and these reactions, but now we're packing suitcases, sweating and, and like panicking <laughs> <laughs> and it's so insane. It's so crazy, but it's like that. I don't know. It, it's just funny that like it causes so much harm on us today, you know, for those for the smallest things and nobody wants to like talk about it because Like if I'm getting, if I don't tell anyone about my anxiety and then I start getting anxiety packing a suitcase, I don't want to tell anyone that like, you know, it's like, I don't want to bring that up and be like, listen, man, I, I have anxiety. I, I'm overthinking packing my bag. Like, and I get it. And that's why we can talk about it and laugh, but like, it's scary to talk about if you don't have anyone to talk about it or, or, uh, or you're just not familiar with like what's happening and what's going on. So I get it. And it's, I, I guess that's what we're both trying to do though, is, is be advocates and get more people to talk
0: about it. So that's, that's a good thing here. Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book and we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're gonna be loading up other groups and you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events, we've got courses, we've got huge amounts of value, the ability to share information, share ideas, work in groups together to to grow and share your learnings to learn about different topics you get email reminders there's a whole lot of features in there we're constantly updating it and we're so excited to share it with you you can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me that's a good thing here exactly and um and for anyone listening that does have trouble packing your suitcase a little (laughs) trick i found this isn't a healthy trick by the way Um, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but I would, I started basically waiting till the morning of the flight. So I'd have like a 30 to 45 minute window to pack. So at that point, you just, even if you want to overthink it, you can't, you're like, I'm going to miss my flight if I don't just put stuff in here. (laughs) So that's what I did for a while. I'm trying to, but I wouldn't recommend, I'd recommend trying to work on finding better ways to to cope with your anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, there might be a better solution to that. There's probably a better solution. So that's just the backup emergency solution. <laughs> um, so anyway, before I've, I kept wanting to go back to, um, just for, for our listeners, can you give a bit of a, you yeah, just a background on yourself, the work you do, and especially, you know, sort of what you're doing currently, um, and how you led to that with, with TikTok and creating these educational videos and, you know, what they are and, and, and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah this, for some reason, I always start to get anxiety when I'm talking about myself. That's like, that's the thing that, right. you know, presses <laughs> down on me. But, uh, yeah. So I, it's funny. I grew up making videos. Like I I have one video in particular when I was, uh, I was probably eight, nine, 10 years old. And, uh, and me and my brothers, my family, we used to like, my dad brought home a VHS tape or, a. Or, a uh, um, my dad brought home a camcorder, like a, uh, a VHS recorder. I, yeah. it, I guess it's a camcorder nowadays. Um, so my dad brought home a camcorder, and he was a UPS driver, and he would deliver to a video rental store. And then he, when he delivered to the video rental store, he became friends with this guy whose name was Guy, funny enough and uh uh and guy would give my dad just boxes of extra movies that he had and and he had just duplicates of or whatever and so my dad brought home a camcorder and these boxes of movies and then me my brothers and my friends would just go outside and and recreate we would watch the movies and then go outside and recreate them and and some were really bad and we really leaned into that and we just tried to be like over the top comedic and like really go, go wild with them. Some were good. And we tried to remake them like the matrix and we just, you know, crashed and burned on our attempts. But, uh, but all in all, it was really funny because I grew up making short movies and and whatnot. And I, I found one from about when I was eight or nine. Um, and it's just me, nobody wanted to make a video with me at the, on that day and it was just me like doing a essentially a skit like I do now and it was just like this dramatic scene of two guys fighting and it and then like it was probably 7 seconds long 10 seconds long and i i found it and i was like wow my first my first tiktok was like when i was 8 9 years old that's so cool that's
0: insane that yeah, is it's yeah. like this full circle thing with yeah yeah
1: full circle with the videos yeah but i got away from it for a long time uh so i I went to college. I ended up going to college for kinesiology um, for those who don't know the science of the human body, art and science of human movement. Um, And so for a while I wanted to be a physical therapist and um, I've, I've always kind of taken care of my body and and watched that end of things. And so I thought maybe like that'd be a, a path for me. But as I went down that path, I became a personal trainer and I just realized quickly that this is, this whole life is just way too scientific for me. I need to get back to that creativity and and mm. uh, and storytelling, really. Um, and so then I I quit that job, and I was I was trying to find really any job at the time i was trying to find something more creative but i i came across a website development company and my stint was longer than two days at a corporate office like you said but <laughs> it, it much longer Excellent. actually <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it was embarrassingly longer because i was i i kind of went down a bad path in terms of my mental health while i was there and so i found mm-hmm. a job at a website development company and um the commute was really long for me and I was sitting at an office. So, and like, I was just sitting probably, um, if anyone's familiar, I was living in Santa Monica and working in orange County and the commute round Mm. trip every day was like four hours at least. And then I would sit and look at spreadsheets for, you know, eight to 10 hours during the day. So then all in all, I was just like sitting for like 14, 15 hours and just not doing anything creative. And I really started to lose my mind. And that during that time I started to get terrible anxiety, like debilitating, uh, strange symptoms. I would have like burning sensations on my back just randomly. I would have like muscle twitches and spasms. I would get dizzy spells just randomly sitting there. And, uh, the bad thing about it was i was googling my symptoms after every new one came up and then that would just uh perpetuate the sensations and i would go down these uh Tyler. these bad little uh little rabbit holes while i was at work and so there was oftentimes i was having panic attacks nearly daily at work and i would just go sit in the bathroom until kind of the symptoms subsided and uh and so it was a, a really bad path for me um and then during that time, I thought I was kind of going crazy because I went to see like doctor after doctor, and they're like, "Nothing's wrong with you. Uh, it's it's literally just anxiety." And I'm like, "No, you don't. You don't get it. Like, anxiety will not do this to me. I, this is something else. This is much worse." I was convinced I had multiple scler- sclerosis and or other diseases and, and disorders that were terrifying me, and uh, and they just kept saying it was anxiety, and and I started to feel like I was either dying and no one cared or i was going crazy and um eventually i came across a book actually uh this book called dare by barry mcdonough uh i'm not sure if you've read it but um as i was reading it i realized he was talking about a lot of the symptoms i was experiencing and that was the first time i ever heard anyone talk about it and Mm -hmm. like like that i was like I'm not alone in this immediately. I started crying. I was sitting in my apartment and I just started crying because, uh, I felt like I was like the only one experiencing this and that I was like on the verge of death and couldn't talk to anyone about it. And then immediately I was like, there's other people like me in the world. Um, and so that, that, that was kind of a landmark moment for me because, um, from there it didn't get better right away. I ended up seeing another doctor and he he like worked with me and eventually I found out my work was causing all these anxiety symptoms because I was like so uh kind of in a mentally unhealthy situation and and really feeling stuck and and uh and like I wasn't growing, wasn't progressing and that was perpetuating a lot of the symptoms I was experiencing. But uh but that reading that book was a landmark moment for me because at that point I was like I need to Quit my job. I need to find something else and uh, like shake up life. I need to do something because if I stay here, I'm gonna probably actually die from my anxiety symptoms. You know, I don't know what it's gonna do. Um, So I ended up quitting my job, moving to New York. I was scared about it because I lost my health insurance, but I was like, I think it's a calculated risk, but like, let's do it. So me and my girlfriend quit our jobs, moved to New York with no jobs and uh and i was like you know what i i used to do that i i really love but i haven't done in a while was make videos so i started uh i i bought a camera again i uh i started working on production sets as like a production assistant um started trying to learn as much as i could shoot as many videos as i could and then um fast forward five years i've been in new york five years now and, uh, and I'm making videos. I got back to, to making skits and it led me to start making TikToks and YouTubes. And as I started to make TikTok videos, I was like, what's something I expect? all the time. And it, it, I went back to my anxiety, my mental health. And, it, and that was something I always wanted to come back to because when I was in the height of, of my anxious symptoms and my uh, my you know mental health issues, uh, I felt like, like I said, I felt like I was alone and that no one in the mm-hmm. world could relate. I had no one to talk to. And so then when I started making TikTok videos about things that i went through things that i experienced i was like i like if i could be the voice or or like the the bridge to tell people who were in that same position i was who feel like they have no one to get them to point b where they feel like there's this whole community this whole world who is experiencing the same thing as me then I want to do that and that's a great opportunity for that because I've been through it and I can help those people. So I started making TikTok videos about it and immediately people uh took to it, they connected and I'm blown away at the amount of support, the amount of love and the community that's building around it. Um I didn't think it would uh progress this quickly and and grow this quickly. Um, but I'm thrilled that I'm able to help people who feel like they're alone and don't have a voice and and feel like they need the support that I didn't feel like I had back in the day for sure. So that's why I'm here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, mate, thank you for sharing the story and what what a story that's so, uh, such an interesting story. And so, so many things that, you know, to, to learn from that and yeah, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty cool to hear. And, and as you're saying there as well, I guess it's like so interesting to hear, your perspective on that and I guess what most people experience when you're going through that thinking you know what's wrong with me how do I get out of this what's what's a new alternative for me why am I unique in what I'm going through when the reality is there's millions of people all around the world going through similar versions of it themselves that also feel isolated in it and it's why what you're doing with the TikTok videos is so powerful because it's getting this message out there and helping. I guess it shows people are screaming for, you know, to to find this kind of information to connect, to have that community. So it's a pretty, it's a powerful thing. So no, super cool. A really interesting story.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, it's funny because like looking back on it now, I from where I am today, I'm like, I'm happy I went through all that. It, there was some really... Really bad times. Um, I mean, I skipped. I didn't want to give my entire life story, but there, I skipped over quite a quite a bit. Um, but there are some really dark and bad times, and and I think in in the time that they're exp- I was experiencing them, um, of course, you want out of of the tough positions. You want out of the tough spots. You don't want the the bad things in life, bad quote unquote, to happen. Um, but then I, looking back on them, I'm like. There's no way I would be here equipped to do what I do without them, you know? Like if I didn't Totally. if I wasn't like sitting alone in my bathroom crying night after night because of my anxiety and intrusive thoughts like I do, I wouldn't know how to talk about it in a video, I wouldn't know how to connect with other people and then maybe they would be feeling the same way with no release either. Um, and so it's it's interesting there's Been high highs and low lows on the journey um but i'm now i can say i'm grateful for all of it uh and it's interesting because going back to like being an expert versus not being an expert and and being an advocate um when i when i started making them i'm like i don't know if i should be making these because i don't want people to like take me for a doctor, take me for a therapist or a psychiatrist or or a healthcare professional in general. Um, and it kind of, right when I started making them and I started seeing success, I kind of like backed off a little bit and I almost stopped just because I'm like, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not any of those things. I'm not a professional. I'm not an expert. And I, like, I don't want to lead people down the wrong path and, and kind of like misrepresent myself or, or come off as like a poser in any way. Um, but then as Mm -hmm. I started to see the response and like the need for that, like the, I'm, I'm sure you see it as well, just like the need for information, the need for connection, I think most of all, and sometimes like, you just need to hear it's going to be okay. Like, listen, I know what exactly. you're feeling. It's going to be okay. And like, sometimes that's all you need. And that's all I needed. Like a doctor told me that when I told you I was quitting my job at that time, it was really bad. And the doc, the last doctor was like, whatever you have, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, immediately, I just this warm hug of emotions came over me. And I'm like, exactly. this person cares like, and that's sometimes that's all you need.
0: Oh, no, so so many things in there that are so important, what you're saying, and um, I think it, it's so true, it's a, and there's a place for everyone, every, every um, you know, in mental health, it's so complicated, and there's no one-stop solution, there's levels of it, so there's a huge need for, you know, what you're doing, and sort of what I'm doing, Get you know, using communication and storytelling to mm-hmm. get a message out there there's a huge need for professionals. There's a huge need for, you know, preventative tools and solutions and everything else. And they all connect and there's no, there's no one that's better or worse, or they're all different things that we need to do. Um, So I think it's really important to, you know, to remember that and, um, and, and get that message out there. And, and, you know, I really resonate with what you were saying as well, when it sort of comes back for me, whenever I've done things that aren't in line with, I guess, trying to, you know, storytell really trying to use storytelling and do things like that. I don't, you know i felt like okay using communication to get messages out there is just it's almost like what my calling is and you know it seems so similar to what to what you're sort of talking about and i just really resonated with what you were saying i was having literally a conversation 3 days ago with a friend about this of i've been through so many painful things so many ups and downs so many things that pathways that didn't work that i wasn't happy with and you know so much emotional pain and would I make the same mistakes again or do the same things again or go through that, choose to go through that again? No. But, you know, do I regret it? Absolutely not. And I would never change anything because every single thing that's happened has, you know, like, like what you were saying, I wouldn't be on the path that I'm on now and have the knowledge to be on that path and have the, you know, you wouldn't have the empathy that you have. I think that's also another gift that comes from going through difficult experiences that allows us to understand ourselves more and have more empathy for other people. And then it, it makes you, you know, that's what why I wanted to help in mental health and go and speak about it because you go through it yourself. And then for, when I started talking in companies, you'd see people that had never spoken about it before come and talk about it and go and get help. And you're like, well, wow, these people are screaming to hear this. It's It's so okay. important. But I think we live in a day and age now where a lot of the time we don't you know, we're, we're sort of taught to go for the quick fix, the easy solution to avoid discomfort, to, you know, just look for the, the simple things, which is not how we grow in life and not how we get to the core of, you know, what we really, you know, what our meaning and purpose is and what's going to make us happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, uh, kind of coming full circle to, to social media, it's funny because (laughs) like a lot of times, I think people use social media as an escape, you know, they go on there to not do the hard things like to get away from the things they need to do. So we go to, so, and I'm going to say we, because I do this too. (laughs) We go into social media and start browsing mindlessly or whatever to avoid hard things that we have to do sometimes or hard, hard thoughts or hard conversations or whatever it is, which is why using social media as a tool for good is so incredibly impactful and, and such a big opportunity because it's like, this is where people go, are going to get away from what they need to do. And then we can present that, that message of like, but actually, this is what we need to do right there on social media. So I, it just never ceases to amaze me the, the positive impact that social media can have when people don't even expect it you know
0: exactly and and i mean who would have thought this would be you know 50 years ago imagine trying to think this is what what where the world's going to be or what's <laughs> going to be happening but it is so true what you're saying it's like it's a good way to think about it and i got to remind myself that it's like people are going to be on these things regardless and mm-hmm. often for negative reasons so it is where most people are why not use that to try and pump out you know, information that can help. It, it makes sense. It makes a lot of yeah. sense.
1: Yeah, definitely. It really does. Super um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh no. So, I don't, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say like, um, uh, this is, yeah, sort of, we, we end every conversation, every interview, we've got sort of five closing questions that we ask. So I'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is, I've, I've loved all of the everything we've talked about here, and there's probably you know, I, I think we could probably talk for hours. There's probably sort of so many different tangents we could we could go on. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it's just so interesting th- this topic. but um what I wanted to ask is for you, for your personal you know management of yourself and your own well-being in general, you know, are there certain things that you do each day? I know for me, you know, exercise is number one. I try and exercise every day normally morning that gets my, cause I'll, for me, I have anxiety. I wake up and my mind's just racing at nighttime. Yeah. I'm okay, but morning it's going crazy. So if I go and exercise, I'm just, it clears me, um, you know, yeah. meditation, things like that. But I'm always interested just to learn from our guests, you know, what are the things that sort of help you, you know, manage your yourself in general?
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so as I said before too, exercise is a big one for me, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I'm fortunate because I played sports growing up, and so kind of got ingrained in me easy uh, from early on. Um, my family's pretty athletic in general, so so that was always something that that uh that was a part of me. And I'm very fortunate about that because uh, if I didn't have that release, if I didn't have that, you know, physical exertion, I feel like uh it would it would probably make a big negative impact on my mind if i kind of bottled all that up and and didn't have that release um i've gone through periods where i've you know for whatever reason you get lazy time gets in the way and uh and you don't get that exercise in and it's gone on longer than i should have allowed it maybe over a month at times but uh generally speaking i'm pretty rigorous about that but when i do notice that i'm not exercising and i i go extended periods without it um i i notice a a huge impact on my mental health just mood swings and and feeling like um much more negative and kind of nihilistic about the world in general um but so to answer your question exercise is a big one but i think for me one of the most important things is having a uh having a solid morning routine and i know that kind of sounds pretty cliche nowadays with like you go on youtube and it's like my productive morning routine my spiritual morning routine you know um
0: yeah you but he- for hear me- the rock yelling at you saying you know i got <laughs> up at 4 a.m blah 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 yeah, I'm like- <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but yeah exactly. I, I agree though the morning routine sorry sorry to cut you off yeah yeah no no i
1: i'm i'm thrilled it was worth it <laughs> um yeah I I think a product not a productive I'm going back to the YouTube taglines um just a a period in the morning for me to um to kind of prepare for the day uh and and ask myself questions that are exciting me that are getting me excited for the day and, and joyful about the day and grateful for life um as opposed to hopping up checking social media right away or like checking my emails right away. I think just this period in the morning where I have a chance to kind of like, I have a chance to dictate my emotions rather than everything coming at me. Uh, And I think you can do that in different ways. I personally, I used to meditate quite a bit. Um, I've transitioned the morning routine uh, into something a bit more personalized to me um, that just kind of, you know, gets me excited and gets me energized and feeling good and confident and and whatnot. And I think having that time uh, has been a, such a game changer for me. Even on days that I don't do it now, um, it's like my girlfriend will say something and I'll just like immediately go negative with what she said and the connotations. And I and I think back to the morning. I'm like, oh, I didn't. I didn't do my morning routine today. Like that's, and it, it kind of all circles back. Right. And, and so I think more and more I'm seeing that, uh, that a, a good morning routine and, and sleep, proper sleep, proper sleep, good morning routine and exercise it has been vital for me feeling good and, uh, and feeling like I'm moving in the right direction in terms of mental and physical health.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think, and in general, having routines, I think, you know, we live in a world where things are so uncertain. I think especially if you're sort of, you know, doing creative sort of pursuits, doing your own thing, there can be so much uncertainty and su- such lack of traditional sort of structure around that. So I found, you know, for myself, having, having a routine, it means that no matter what's happening, if you follow the routine, at least that makes you, gives you some control. And it's something that you can do, regardless of you know the ups and downs that are happening you can you can do this thing that you know makes you feel good and that's just for you every day and it helps with everything else so yeah super really like what you you said there um also i keep, keep meaning to ask. we're going to put this in all the show notes and when we promote it we'll have all of this anyway but where can our guest our guests go to find you on tiktok and yeah. social media it's a 10-year anniversary of Underbrax, and we've relaunched with the classic white pair. We've also got new styles coming out super soon. We're donating a dollar from every pair to mental health, currently to one in five. You can find all of this at www.underbrax.com. Uh, it's just
1: my name, J-E-S-S-E-K-A-T-C-H-E-S, Jesse Katches. Um, I'm... Nice and easy. Mostly on TikTok and Instagram these days, but I'm going to start putting love into the YouTube again, away from it, and uh, and I'm going to start diving into that again soon.
0: Nice. or uh, right, we'll put we'll put links to um to all of them. So we'll put all your social links in the show notes. So anyone listening, definitely go and check him out. There's amazing content on there. Thank uh, you. You won't be disappointed. Good way. A lot of most of our listeners are wanting to learn in this area, so it's another area for for them all to go to as well so um that'll be there so um yeah we finish like i was saying before we finish every episode with just five closing questions these can sort of be you know whatever comes to mind um not have to be sort of anything um, uh, crazy the answers but whatever it comes up but the first one is um what did you like most about your childhood or what was your best childhood memory that comes to mind Ooh,
1: uh family vacations to tahoe um I'm very close with my family. Oh. Yeah, I'm very close with them, and and uh, I want to go there. It's it's an amazing place. Uh, we I grew up in Northern California, and uh, and so journey to get there, and we would go every summer and and just have the best time. So that was definitely the highlight of my childhood.
0: That'd be amazing, mate. So I was meaning to ask you earlier in the interview. So you're you're from. Um, California is where you grew up.
1: Yeah, Northern California. Um, Northern California. Yeah, kind of, kind of near in between Sacramento and Tahoe. Very small town. A yeah. town of like a thousand people was the the population
0: of my my town I grew up in. Oh wow! And and is you, are your family still there?
1: Yeah, um, most of them. Yes, they're they're in and around the area. Um, my parents were were up in the same house I grew up in. It actually, unfortunately, uh, it was. Burned down in the wildfires last year in California, um, but they Sorry are. To hear. Thank you. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's it's crazy because uh, one of the things, like we were talking about earlier, is um, is of course not regretting the the difficult times that we go through and and how that kind of builds us. And one thing that I saw when my parents' house uh, burned down was like this amazing level of community. That came around to to support, to donate, to to lend help in any way possible, and um, and of course you know it's it's not my home anymore. There's a lot of memories. There is there's a lot there uh, of mine as well that I stored there, but it wasn't my home at that time. It, it was my parents. Mm. They'd been there a long time, so it's much easier for me to say this than for them. But like the amount of community and support and love that I saw was like I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade that. Of course, I would want the house back, and I—I never wanted it to burn down. Of course, but—but but, uh, to see that level of community and love that come or, that came around, um, it really opened my eyes to like to um, kind of in relation to what I'm doing now. is just like the importance of of having people, having a community, having like uh, like thinkers around you. Whether it's like big scale on like a, a group and in, in terms of like a Facebook community or, or a community around your book or my content or whatever, and like a small circle of people that, that you can just lean on. But the beautiful thing about all the people we I maybe met once or, or never even met in person, were coming donate and, and just like, see if we are okay and see if we could, uh, if they needed anything. And, um, it's just amazing to see like kind of love and support and, and uh community that comes forward when people are really in need and and uh it's it's uh something i wouldn't trade to have seen but of course yeah difficult situation
0: yeah totally totally but and it is it's you know community is so important and i think we can get taken away from it um at times or people can get isolated from it but in in we need it you know that's how we're built and we're you know we're, we're meant to be in communities so it's sort of it really is such an important thing so I know i find it hard being in in new york and you're having family in australia is it is it difficult for you having the family i mean i know it's not australia but it still is like what six six hour flight away it's not close
1: yeah yeah definitely it, it, it is hard um like i said i'm i'm very close to my family and uh and i mean even the question you just asked a moment ago was like my favorite childhood memory it's family vacations it's being around my family and and uh and i just I love them so much. I love to spend every t- as much time as possible with them. And and being in New York, that's definitely the hardest thing for me is being away from them. And, and, uh, and now that flight prices have gone through the roof, I'm like, yeah, I can't go often as I can't go back as often as I'd like. And, and that definitely takes a toll on me for sure. I, I want, I need to get out there now. I thank you for the reminder. I'm going to look up plane tickets right when we get off here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go there you go no but it, it is a difficult thing it's sort of and that's what i've found you know with australia it's gets so expensive now to fly back so it's sort of yeah i'm spending a big chunk of time here now with them but it's that's the hardest part but you know it's a good problem to have if you've got a close family like that's what i remind myself like so fortunate to to have that you know
1: yeah totally that's that's the benefit of, i i mean that's the 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 positive thing to focus on in the situation for sure
0: totally um, so next question, um, so two or five here and, and also for everyone listening, um, you're going to see this all cut, cut nicely together, but this <laughs> final section, we're having lots of multiple, um, computer issues. So this is the final five minutes being recorded over probably about 10 clips. Um, yeah. so second, <laughs> probably taking second longer one. than the rest of the interview as a whole. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just to do five questions, but anyway, we're, we're committed. We're committed to doing it. Um, yes so what do you think is currently the biggest burden of on mental health in society? Ooh, that's a heavy question. Um, I think from my
1: perspective and maybe it's because I see it from the position I'm in now. Uh, but I think the, the fear of, of talking about it, fear of opening up and, and, um, I think there's, there's such like a, a weight, on society and I think more and more that's kind of the pitfalls of social media this weight that like you should be as far as along as everybody else or you should be at this point in life and it's very easy the quickest way to see that is on social media um, and so I think there's this expectation that we all feel like we need to live up to and when we don't meet that we're kind of afraid to talk about it and then that kind of, uh perpetuates and, and excels mental health issues i feel like and um so it's kind of this vicious cycle of like not wanting to open up about your mental health but also um kind of si- this cycle of like of of seeing that you're behind that causing kind of mental health issues not wanting to open up about it and then feeling like you're more behind and it's just kind of this downward spiral i think maybe it's because i'm i'm closest to that and and i talk to a lot of people about um uh how you know they reach out to me and say it's it's a positive thing that they see my videos and they're able to connect with them and it, it helps them to open up a bit more and so that those conversations are are always so uh humbling to me that I'm able to do that for somebody, but also eye-opening that seeing that other people kind of are having this difficulty opening up about it. And so I'm close to that situation. So maybe that's why I see that, see it this way.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I I know I completely agree. And I probably see a similar thing, but I think that's super relevant what you said. So I couldn't agree more. Um what's your personal definition of happiness?
1: I think um I think to. Whew, that's a good question. Wow, these are these final five are tough, man. You saved the toughest <laughs> part for last. Uh, I think for for me, uh, for me, happiness is to always be growing, and, and that's personally for my my definition of happiness because I think everything really fits into that. Um, yep. and I think growing in relationships around you. Growing spiritually, growing, you know, and physical health. I think when and we stop growing, that's when we uh, have too much time with ourselves, too much time on our thoughts, too much. Uh, we're just stagnant, and and stagnant things don't survive. They like in in life, like if you're not moving, if you're not growing, it's typically meaning that you're dying. dying to put it in a dark yeah. way. <laughs> but uh but yeah so I think for me happiness means always growing and that doesn't have to look like big growth like like uh I I meditated today that's growth like I you know I I got out of bed and I uh I felt better than I did yesterday I got more sleep like that's growth like there's little things that are growth I posted a video on on TikTok today and for a lot of people that's scary like if that's all it takes and you're putting yourself out there that's growth and like it doesn't take a lot to grow and small steps are the biggest components of growth small consistent steps and i think uh constant consistent growth for me is is happiness
0: i think i i, I love that because and i think it's so important because i know yeah it's sort of like um thinking about it, whenever you put too much pressure on things and think know do all these different things you can get overwhelmed but if it's like what can i do on a micro level every day that actually leads to the bigger growing and then also changing the narrative of growing not not because of we're trying to reach whatever end objective it is just because we're trying to continually improve we need to get to this and then get to that then that's when the anxiety comes but if it's like i'm just yeah. doing it for my own reason and growing for that way you know that's that's where we feel aligned and you know you get better results anyway yeah
1: definitely and that's uh kind of going back to what we were saying it's like the the pitfalls of of again one of the pitfalls of social media is is seeing the comparisons and things like that and that i think what you're talking about too is like that's when you start to get anxiety is is when you're in those situations trying to grow and then you're like oh but i want to be here i'm here this person's here like I need to hit this goal and this goal and this goal. And if you're not, and, and you're taking just small steps, it doesn't feel like growth at all. So you're a hundred percent. Right. And I think that's really important to keep in mind is like it's mm. consistent growth, but it's not like chasing after things, you know, it's, there's, there's a big difference, but it's a fine line. I feel like.
0: Exactly. And, and the funny thing is when you're, when you are chasing things and being so hard on yourself that you're not getting there or comparing Ironically, that actually leads to slowing down your growth because you're going to – well, it takes the joy out of it. Even if you do – even if you can suffer through it and achieve it in that way, it's not fun anymore. So you want to be able to keep coming back to, you know, what do I actually enjoy doing? How can I enjoy doing it for, you know, whether I'm doing better than the person next to me or not, you know, who cares? Right. Like as long as you're getting something. Yeah, totally. Um, so two, final two here. uh, What are you most afraid of?
1: Ooh. Um,
0: throwing some hard ones at you here. To finish up. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs>
1: uh, aside from public speaking, let's see.
0: Uh, We've done well on the podcast. I don't think you yeah, have a problem yeah, in public, yeah. public speaking.
1: <laughs> no, I know, I know. At one point in my in my life, that would have a hundred percent been my answer. We um, we share
0: that one. Yep. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it'd yeah. be it'd be interesting to go back in time and have both of us up on a stage and see who, see who struggles the most. <laughs>
1: oh man! Wow, that would be uh, a miserable time for the audience because it would be so. It awkward. wouldn't be. <laughs> it really um, would be. I would say nowadays, um, I'm most afraid of not living up to my potential. And that, and that's not to say like I'm const, like in an unhealthy way pushing myself and and like we were just saying like uh, setting these unrealistic goals and expectations and chasing things, but more so just like I feel like I have a really good opportunity with my experience and the the vision I have for for things to continue to leave a positive impact on the world and make the world a better place. And I'm, I'm really excited about that opportunity. And, um, and I feel like what we were saying too, it's exciting when all these crossroads intersect. And I feel like I'm, I'm really reaching that point in my life where a lot of my past experiences are intersecting with now and, and it, uh, and it could potentially lead to great things in the future. And so I think my biggest fear now is like, is kind of not throwing it all away but like but like living up to that not living up to that not living up to the what i see like could be a major positive impact on the world but then uh but not reaching that that uh that that position and i it sounds very like unhealthy and unrealistic in a way but um i think i'm viewing it with a healthy mindset and maybe it i don't know how it sounds from the outside but uh, no, I would say that's. My I think biggest it, fear.
0: I think it makes perfect sense, and for me, I, I share that. Probably that that's my biggest fear as well. It's sort of not. It's not necessarily about whether what the achievement is, but it's more right. so. You know, I don't care if I fail at things, but it's having the knowledge that I know I've maxed out my potential, and you know right. what what I should be doing, or what I feel like I'm capable of doing in the areas I want to, you know, make an impact in. Because that that would be a horrible feeling to be to look back on your life and feel like I could have done more. You know, I didn't max out right. what I wanted to do. Yeah, so, and I
1: think you put it, you probably put it a better way. So well done on that, because you probably no, like said the way you what I it. wanted to say. <laughs> but also, uh, but yeah, and I think I think that's kind of hand in hand with me with um, with with quitting. I think quitting is is in line with that like fear of not living up to my potential and then um fear of quitting uh when i don't receive the outcome or don't achieve the outcome that i want um and like i know myself now there is a time i think that's a fear because where i definitely would have hit a wall and then quit um you know whatever wall that would have been and i'm at a different point in my life now where i feel like uh where if i hit a wall i I'll say, okay, there's another way, you know, like, let me climb this wall. Let me find a door. Let me break through the wall, whatever it is. And, uh, and I've never been there before in my life, but now I feel like I am. And so I think that, that like fear of like, that feeling of giving up and quitting, uh, is in my past. And I know that feeling. So that's like,
0: Mm, mm.
1: it's not really a fear, I guess. It's kind of like a, a looming like cloud that's like, I'm pushing it away further and further as I progress, you know.
0: It's great. No, and I and I get what, I totally get that. And I, I think from what I, it was really fearful for me, but also became um, almost simplified things, sort of when I found the path I wanted to go on, where it's, you know, mental health and acting and trying to do this, do what I'm doing. I sort of, I mean, there's so many moments where you're struggling and you're thinking, hey, how can I sustain doing this? What else would I do if I didn't do it? then i thought about it properly and i was like you know what i would i don't have a choice because i know that if i do anything else i'm going to be so miserable even if i had success in that other thing so i'm going to have to just push forward regardless for better this is what i'm going to do and but it's sort of empowering as well because then it simplifies things that you know what i'm staying on this path you don't have to worry about other solutions yeah yeah
1: no backup plan it's uh no backup plan it's uh terrifying and exciting and necessary. Exactly. In some ways all at the same time.
0: Exactly. Um, so final one here, what, what are you most proud of?
1: Ooh, what am I most proud of? I think I'm most proud of at this point in my life. Again, it might just be because it's the current time and situation, but I think I'm most proud of uh, being, being um, open to to putting myself out on, in skits, acting, putting myself out there, putting the message out there that I know some people are, I'm going to get some negative comments. I'm going to get a lot of positive and a lot of supportive ones, but there's definitely going to be negative comments. I know people are going to view me in a certain way. And I think getting over that uh, that fear of, of putting yourself out there when you know you have like a message to share and you know you could do some good, it's so scary and it's... Uh, And it's something that, like, I always kind of wanted to do, but I back in the day, if I tried to do this maybe three, four years ago, um, I don't think I would have been able to handle it mentally. I don't think I would have been equipped to do it uh, just because my fear of being judged and my fear of uh, the negativity if when I do so severe. So now that I'm at this point and I'm making videos and and uh, a lot of people seem to be connecting and and i'm grateful for that but uh i think that i'm really proud of of putting myself out there and i'm really proud of uh this position i've i've kind of
0: worked my way into for sure oh well i love that and i think it's a great note to end on and it is it's such an important thing that you're doing and for your first podcast interview i feel again very lucky to have you do it and i think you've been amazing Um, I think we could probably, like I was saying earlier, talk for another two to three hours about all of this stuff. Uh, Totally. But yeah, appreciate you sharing everything. Appreciate what you're doing. For everyone listening, definitely make sure you go and follow him, follow Jesse on all of his social platforms. And yeah, mate, thank you again. And I'm looking forward to catching up in person when I'm back in New York.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. Thanks for having me on. This was honestly
0: a blast. I had a great time. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks to Jesse Catchers for joining me today for Move Your Mind. And just another reminder that the Move Your Mind book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And you can join the Move Your Mind community by going to moveyourmind.me. And finally, we've relaunched Underbrax as part of the 10-year anniversary. We're donating a dollar from every pair to mental health. And you can find the link at underbrax.com.